Well, Tony Gollan's making this race his own. The George Moore Stakes, of course, Zoo Style on the weekend. Last year it was Garibaldi. Zoo Style, 21. So he won at 21 and, and at 23. And then you go back to Tony's other winners of this race. I'm a ripper. And then back-to-back -back wins 2015-16. Didn't cost a lot and most important. So what are we tailing? Uh, six in the past 10 years, something like that. Nine years. Tony Gollan, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Steve. That's not too bad. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been good. The race has been really really kind to me. Obviously, we're a stable. It has a, a lot of sprinters. So it's a race that we target. It's, I think it's our best sprint race outside of, you know, Magic Means Day each summer. So it's always a, a pleasure and a privilege to win it. Just remind me of the Zeus-style story. Did he actually go through a sale? Because I'm looking here, it says he was no. withdrawn from a couple of sales. Inglis and yeah, he, he was. He was accepted in Magic Means uh, Premier and Inglis Easter, and he was withdrawn from both due to some pretty nasty OCDs in both his front fetlocks. He had to have uh, surgery, some screws put in there to help that bone. Uh, close up. At the, at the time, it was pretty new sort of surgery, and um, he was just he was a racing prospect. Then once that all settled down, it's been a few bumps in the road along the way. I suppose any horse that's, that's eight <laughs> years of age and goes so fast. Yeah, no, there's always been a few bumps in the road with him. He's, he's a horse that that he can find a few, a few issues. He obviously bled in Sydney, running in the Galaxy. I think it was his long way in front that day, and pitched late, and he had he had a pretty Severe bleeding attack, that was one thing. He had a splint bone fracture. I think it was about the second ever little gallop I'd give him as a as a two-year-old. So he's a very fragile horse. He always has been, but he's, he's a lovely animal to watch when he's in full flight, and he particularly loves his doom and track. He does. What's his record there, Tony? You know, off the top of your head? I think he's um, I think he's seven from eight there now. Wow. Just in regards to bleeding off and ask trainers, did you did you change it up or do anything after that? Oh, I just got to manage them. Yeah, you got to manage them a little bit different way, and there's different reasons to why horses do that and different sort of management way you got to do it. But yeah, he's been managed a, a certain way since. It hasn't always been smooth sailing, but he's in a pretty good pretty good place at the moment. And of course, he jumped pretty cleanly, which was good on the weekend in the George Moore. Yeah, like most of this prep, he has been jumping quite cleanly. Even the Swiss Ace didn't get away all that badly. Just that. They went along at a really good gallop and uh, pretty hell-bent to keeping him a bit deep in that. But Saturday, I think Ryan rated the race beautifully. And, of course, against his old mate, he had uh, a bit less weight than Roth Fire as well. Uh, what do you have? Five less? Five kilos. Yeah, yeah five kilos. Handicap conditions are, you know, that's, that's the sort of race now where his rating got back to is ideal for him. So uh, he was terrific on the weekend. And the second horse was brilliant. You know, he raced up to his... He ran up to his absolute best, and I guess at the end of the day, they were the two class horses of the race, and they ran accordingly. And what's his program look like from here on in? I'm not sure. We're going to chat with the owners a bit later this week, let the dust settle and come up with a with a plan. You know, this is possibly his last sort of summer. He's an older older horse now. He's, you know, he's had, he's been through the ringer a fair bit, and he's probably getting to his mark. So we'll just see where what we may what we may or may not do over the next few weeks. Baller was one of the sectional stars in the race, closing off nicely to run four. Baller? Yeah, he was brilliant. Yeah, he was brilliant. There's no doubt the three horses in the race that had come out of the really good racing with a three to watch, I'd imagine. that was. And Baller was, was one of that three. I thought he was brilliant. The riding was on the wall when he drew the gate that he drew. Um, and the way the track was sort of playing was going to be hard for him. But I thought Orman gave him a great ride and he, he finished off beautifully. What's his target race? What can he win? He summer? won't run again now. It'll magic man sprint. He loves having his run spaced, and it was always a plan. If he ran well enough in this race, we'd, we'd wait and go six weeks to the magic man's and certainly looking forward to that race with him. Yeah, if he was Queensland, Brady would be hard to catch in the uh, competitive in the King of the Mountain, wouldn't he? Yeah, I'm sure, but he's not, so we go magic man's day. Yeah, Second what are you going to do? Good trial. 
Sorry, mate. No, that's okay, Tony. You're busy. I appreciate your time. Just in regards to King of the Mountain, what are you likely to run in that? Uh, all that pizzazz at this stage. Um, and that, that may be it at this point in time. We'll just see what Situation Room does this weekend, a few of them. But we certainly don't have the, the Roth fire, you know, firepower that, that he has. But obviously, it's set weights and penalties. You get an opportunity. Natuno ran fifth behind Zoo Style. Effort, what did you make of that? Uh, I thought it was a bit disappointing. He certainly didn't race up to what he did first up. There's no doubt about that. Just give me one second. No worries. We're just talking to Tony Golden. Obviously, it's busy morning at track work. He's got a big team in work. There's a few other horses I want to ask you about, including the Zarastro. He's absolutely flying. And, of course, we'll get a latest on Antino as well. You're back with us, Tony? Yeah, I am. I'm sorry. I thought Natuno was just a touch disappointing. He come off the bridle uh, a lot further from home than I expected. So whether it was just the fact that, you know, he was second up off such a good effort first up or whether it was that shifty track, he handled it as a two-year-old, but... As an older horse, he might really like that firm footing. So there's a few things there with him, but he's come through the run beautifully. And we'll see him now in the Falvalon back at Eagle Farm over 1,200. And, and hopefully we'll see the sort of horse we saw in the Swiss Ace. I think you had a higher expectation with Zarastro fresh up, but he bounced back in a big way last start. Uh, yeah, I, 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 kind of, I kind of did. He, he was off a big layoff into that run. I had to back down off him at some stage if I wanted to have any fuel left for the summer. And he just knocked up on me. I was probably disappointed by my own performance, not so much the horse. And... Once, um, once he had that run under his belt, the improvement in him over that next two weeks was very evident. I was a little bit nervous going to the 13.50 with him with the way his pattern has been, you know, racing for us. Um, but he handled it beautifully. He ran good sectionals, and he was a dominant, a very dominant winner. And Tino, is he still resting? Yeah, he's having a rest. And at this point in time, we're looking at a, um, uh, autumn preparation with him, and then back here for the winter. All right. So, what do the autumn runs look like into the winter? <laughs> Oh, my my plan would be at this stage, and I'll have a chat to Craig about it next week. Would be to probably have two runs into the Doncaster, um, and then and then back off him and work out what we do there. Do we do we look at a Stradbroke with him, which is what I'd probably love to, uh, or do we go out and trip with him? So it all depends on what the first three runs do for us. But three runs in Sydney at this point in time, and then back down for one or two in the winter with a, with a good space between. Would you go via Ryder Stakes or something second up? I'm not sure if we have to do that. We can do it a, a different route if we wanted to. We can probably wear his ratings up. We can probably go through the Group 2 route without going to a Group 1 until we get to the handicap. So there's a couple of different options for him and they're around about the same time. So we'll just I'll just be guided by you know what I think the field's going to be made up. I just did a bit of research on where some previous horses had gone through to get to the Doncaster. And so there's two different routes we can go. What are those options, Tony, those races you're making reference? Oh, I just have the name on top of my head okay. at the moment, Steve. But they're sort of, they're, they're a lovely space. I think the second one's about three weeks out from the Doncaster, something like lovely. that. So there's two nice lead-up runs in Sydney and then hopefully in the Doncaster third up. And Comrade Rosa, she's quite a valuable mare now. Yeah, she's going super. Um, we're going to have five weeks between runs to either the buffering all the, the Phillies race on the same day. I think it's the Nudgy on the same day. Um, they're both set weights and penalties that are ideal for her weight-wise. Um, and then that'll be her. She won't race again. She's a, an English horse. She won't race again this summer. And we'll give her a break, and we're just purely going to focus on the, the Queensland Winter Carnival with her into the Tour de Tatiara. And Barbie's sister? Yeah, she worked brilliant this morning. I'm really happy with her after that three weeks now into this weekend, and Looking forward to the two-year-old race on Saturday with her and hopefully she can show us what she's got. I thought she was her own probably worst enemy. Wanted to overdo things a bit there at Sunny Coast. It's a pretty lonely place when you're going that hard in front or outside lead. 
uh, late. So, I mean, she's found good improvement off that, and I love what I saw this morning. We know you should have won the gateway last year with Antino. You won it anyway, I think it was with TikTok Boom. That's on this weekend. You've got a heap of quite a few noms. But is Freedom Rally the horse you're particularly keen to watch here, try and get into the Stradbroke? Freedom Rally? Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, the horse with the upside, isn't he? There's a couple of other nice horses there, you know, lightly race funds. It was like John Rambo. I know he called the midweek race the other day, but geez, he was impressive first up at Doom. And if he could do things right, he's a big improver. Um, Count the Beans was brilliant, fresh up at the Sunshine Coast on very unsuitable surface. So if there's any storm clouds around at all, he'd improved many, many lengths into this. So I think we've got a pretty good team in this race on Saturday. Looks just looking at the noms yesterday, and we've got a pretty good handle on the race. And uh, any other exciting two-year-olds you're going to produce? Uh, what was that one that was um, scratched, Tony, the relation with the nature strip? No, he's going to have a month off that. Okay. Horse. He's just starting yep. to go a bit shinny, and we'll see him. won't see him now until the autumn. Lovely. Anything I've missed? No, you've missed nothing, I don't think, at this point in time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I know it's busy. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Our leading trainer, Tony Gollan, just giving us an update on some of those horses uh, at the moment.